Welcome back to Financial Freedom 101. Once again, I'm Robert, and this is episode 16. We've spoken a lot about starting a business, conducting due diligence, building power teams, and other skills needed to run your business and succeed. However, there's still one step we have not touched on that is key when starting out, creating a business plan. I get that discussing business plans can be an extremely boring subject, but it's something that you need to think about. A business plan is much more than a document talking about what you want your company to do. It provides you an outline of how you want to run your business, what your goals are, what actions you want to take, what risks there are, and how you're going to mitigate them. When somebody asks about a business plan, most will automatically think about that long 20 to 30 page document that outlines every step of your business and is only used by startup companies trying to attract investors or even business partners. But I'm here to tell you that that stereotypical perception is wrong. While the long book-like document is still the standard, it is far from the only way to create a business plan, which we'll discuss later in this episode. Additionally, Business plans are not just for startup companies, but for all companies, and needs to be routinely updated and modified to reflect changes in your business. It is true that business plans are typically associated with startup companies, but they are used for so much more. They are used to attract investors, secure lending from banks, they help align company executives on the strategic objectives of the company, and most importantly, they help to convey what your company does to external audiences. Of all the reasons to create and update a business plan, the main reason is because the business plan will actually help you to determine if your business idea holds a real promise of succeeding or not. This goes for a startup business idea or even a new product or service you are thinking about launching. While things may not always go the way you plan and objectives may have to be tweaked along the way, creating a business plan is equivalent of conducting due diligence on your business idea. There's a saying in the military that the best laid plans rarely survive first contact and you have to be able to adjust on the fly. If you have spent time creating a business plan and looking at how you want to execute that plan, the tools that are needed, the risks involved, and the mitigation factors you plan to implement, you are more likely to succeed than those that rely solely on enthusiasm, passion, and optimism to build a successful business. After all, there is a reason why they say only fools rush in. When creating a business plan, you need to put time, energy, and thought into creating it. The more effort you put in, the more research you do, and the more critical thinking that is done, the more likely your plan will be viable and increase your chances of success. But what exactly do you need in your plan? I mentioned earlier that the business plan is essentially the due diligence done on your business idea. So the best place to start is by looking at it from an outsider's perspective. If you were researching your business, what information would you want to know? First and foremost, you will want to know what your business does. What is its main product or service? And what does the company stand for? In other words, you want to provide an overview of your company and include things such as your mission statement, your vision statement, your values, and the products or services you offer. Just as important, you will want to know about the management team and the execution team as well. Who is running the company? What type of training and experience do they have and what do they stand for? Who is running the project? 
Who's responsible for the execution of the plan? If you are a startup company, this part is critical. While the investor may like your business idea, they are not really investing in your company or even your product. They are investing in you. They are investing in the belief that you know what you are doing, that you are capable of running the company and making the best decision possible in order to succeed and make them money. Here's a quick tip for you. Use this section to discuss your power team as well. As I mentioned in the last show, the reputation that your power team members have on the ground is a direct reflection of you and your company. By highlighting your power team and their experience, you are helping to provide the investor a sense of security. While they are investing in your ability, understanding who your power team is will help them see who you are surrounding yourself with and the experience that is supporting your business. Next, you will want to know what the market environment is like. Who are your competitors? Who are your customers or clients? And what type of demand is there for your product? For those of us in the property investment business, we would include things such as our target location, amenities and businesses in the surrounding area, what the rental demand is like, expected future growth, or any major developments planned for the area. Most importantly, we will need to talk about who the potential target audience is. Are they students, working professionals, or transient staff? This section is critical as it shows your potential investor, management team, or lender that you understand the environment that you are working in and will ultimately give them the sense of whether or not your service or product will actually succeed. From there, you want to discuss your strategy, how you plan to target, attract, and retain the intended consumers. You want to look at the potential risks involved and what plans you have to mitigate those risks. Ultimately, This section is all about laying out a roadmap for the reader on how you will execute your plan. Looking at it from a property investment lens, this is where you'll talk about what type of properties you are looking for. Is that a house of multiple occupation, buy-to-let, rent-to-rent, service accommodation, flips, commercials, or a whole host of other options? We want to tell our audience why we are focusing on this type of investment strategy and the benefits of it. Lastly, we want to give our audience a financial overview. In this section, we want to highlight how much it will cost to run the business, develop and market the product, and of course, provide estimates of future earnings and potential growth. If you are in a business that you can provide case studies to bolster your prediction, this is the section to do it in. For property investors, if you have already invested in a property, include that case study in this section. Show the reader what you spent on the property, what the renovation costs were, the rental income, and of course your ROI. If you do not have a case study of your own, see if you can borrow one from somebody else to include. A real example is always better than an estimate or a made-up example. This will help to highlight the success and the potential profits that you could expect from a similar project. When we were starting out and creating our own business plan, We didn't have the money to do our own project, so we decided to act as an angel investor and we received permission to use the financials from that project in our business plan as a case study. This allowed us to show a case study in which we actually invested in. Again, for a startup company, investors are not investing in your plan. They are investing in you. 
If you can show them that you have risked your own money on a project, they are more likely to trust you and ultimately invest in you. Now, once you have done the legwork and compiled all of the information you need to actually create your business plan, it's time to actually write it. In today's fast-paced world, nobody has time to sit down and review a 30-page document, let alone write one. But creating one is still a critical step in establishing your business. With that said, research has been done and it is estimated that a typical audience has an attention span of about seven minutes. It is during the seven minute period that you need to grab that audience's attention and get them engaged. If you hand over a 30 page business plan, the likelihood is that you will lose your audience. Although you are likely to give a sales pitch in which you highlight the key aspects of your business plan, most individuals will casually thumb through it, but never really read it. Don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of benefit to creating this document, but why can't you use a different format to present the same information in? Over the years, I have viewed a lot of business plans, and while they all contain similar information, there were ones that definitely presented the information in a much more useful and engaging format. Instead of preparing a boring 30-page detailed report, why not prepare your business plan in the form of a PowerPoint presentation instead? This actually kills two birds with one stone. For most, this is much easier and faster to create as you can include key information in bullet point format. If you are like me, you may not be the best in writing formal reports, structuring paragraphs, or are actually worried about going into too much detail. As such, this will help you better convey your message to the audience. Finally, it gives the audience the information they want without forcing them to scan through 30 pages of words to find information they need. You will still need to follow a logical format for the presentation and go through a lot of the same processes as you would to create a more traditional plan, but it will actually save you time and energy by creating a document that the audience will use rather than something they will likely to file and not look at. Not to mention, you can actually use this as your presentation to the audience. Another option that you could consider is creating a website. This is definitely a non-traditional approach, but if you think about it, what is the purpose of the website? Unless you are an online retailer, a website is there to present information about your business to external audiences. It is created to attract attention to your business, get people interested, and convince them to patronize your business. Most importantly, it helps to expand your reach and potential customer, investor, and partner base. Although a traditional business plan or even the up-and-coming PowerPoint variation can be sent to people worldwide, you are likely to use them in a more local setting or with people you know. With that said, the website method would ideally be used in conjunction with one of these other business plan formats, as there is a lot of information you wouldn't want to include on your website but would need to convey to selected parties such as your competition analysis or market research. After all, you wouldn't want to share this with your direct competitors, would you? Once you have your business plan written, it is time to use it. But how? For most, especially those of us in the property investment business, our plan is written to attract investors. 
Well, you can give your document to somebody and ask them to review it and let them know if they would be interested in investing in your business. This may actually turn some people off as they know you are just wanting their money. One tip I received when we were first starting out, instead of giving your business plan to somebody and asking them for money, why not ask them to review your document and give you input on what you should improve on or what other information they would want to know? Although this may sound counterproductive, most people can be turned off if you simply ask them for money, but they are more than willing to give you their feedback. This way, you are asking them for advice and feedback, not just money. While reviewing the document, regardless of whether or not they decide to invest in you, you will get something out of it. Best case scenario, they will like the information you are presenting and will ask how they can get a piece of the action. Worst case scenario, you get feedback on how to improve your pitch for the next person. Either way, it's a win for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and gained a better understanding of the importance of a business plan. While it may be a boring subject and a seemingly daunting task to undertake, it is an extremely important endeavor that needs to be done and done well. If you are confused on what needs to be included in your business plan or simply need advice on how to write one, Visit our website and drop us a note. We're here to help. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until next time, have a great week ahead.